episode 187. My name is Dave, and I'm joined by Michael. How's it going, Dave? I don't Good, how are you? jet lag. <laughs> I'm just saying that outright. Might be a little punchy. I can't say that anymore, so it tracks the cat and stay punchy. Uh, but I'm doing good, Dave. How's, how's it going? I'm good. Things are... Uh seems to be kind of settling and getting back to whatever routine routinistic normalcy that is in the world for me at the moment so um things are starting to to flatten out a little bit i guess is the more uh, best way to describe it but yeah it's been really hot <laughs> like, i was just in vegas for <laughs> yeah, five days okay. and it was the coldest it got was 93 degrees and at peak it was 113 oh like my consistent that's crazy so um, all right, so we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly podcast that posts on Thursday on podcast services. Um, if you are listening to us, you know how to find us, so please consider subscribing. Um, if we're on a service, if we're not on a service that you use, let us know. Uh, we also stream the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming, where you can watch us live uh, typically on Tuesdays around 9 o'clock. Um, and that's linked in the show notes also. You can subscribe to us on Twitch as we are a Twitch affiliate. So please, if you're willing to do that, check that. If it's something you've done on, in the past, please just kind of give it another look and see if it's something you need to renew. Uh, the Prime subs do not auto-renew. Um, so you kind of have to periodically check those. We don't have to be live for you to do that. So for those of you that have done that, thank you very much. It's much appreciated. Uh, and those of you that are listening on podcasts that download it, um, just any kind of sharing and reviewing you can do for the show helps tremendously. Um, other than that, everything else for you to join the community is linked in the show notes. And we're going to jump right into the news. Yeah, the first story, it got kind of refuted a little bit, but I think it was mostly refuted because someone made a mistake in talking. Uh, but the first story is uh, Hasbro uh, wants the Transformers games on Game Pass. Uh, so Hasbro had some reps last week in an interview say that they are very interested in bringing the Transformer games over to Game Pass now that Activision has been, you know, acquired by Microsoft. Uh, Activision uh, with, like, Beanox and, was it Half Moon Studios mm -hmm. are the developers of the Transformers games. And Hasbro would very much like those to be brought over to Game Pass now, uh, some people were like, you know, like, oh, cool, they want to, like, preserve those games. It's like, no, they'll get a licensing fee if those games <laughs> hit Game Pass, so they very much would like free money. Uh, but they said the only problem is that they believe Activision have lost the hard drives that those games are on. And while they believe Activision does have the hard drives, they know they're somewhere in the Activision, like, headquarters. They just don't know where they are currently. Now, this was refuted a little bit because Hasbro proper came out this past today, actually, and said, like, oh, no, no, there was a misunderstanding. Uh, we do look forward to maybe working with Activision and Xbox in the future. Uh, but basically, they were trying to, like, make it sound like Activision isn't completely incompetent and lost the hard drives that these games are on. Uh, but, yeah, I... Dave, I thought this would be a good one is because I, I feel like you would be interested in playing some of those Transformers games either for the first time or again because they are... Yeah, probably the first time because I don't know if I remember very many good Transformer games and it might have been in that time where I really wasn't playing very many games. Yep, it's um, that PS early to mid yep. PS3 era. Yep. Um, and then, do you honestly think that like these things are kept on like metal hard drives that are like stored away in a file cabinet somewhere? Like, Do you yes. think that's how archives work for real? Yes, um, so there's a Like, really, there's not a digital backup of this? If it's old enough, no. Um, so okay. this has actually happened before with Square Enix. So they had lost the 
source code files. This is what they're talking about. They're talking about like source code files. Uh, the source code for Kingdom Hearts uh, were lost or deleted or something. And when they were remaking Kingdom Hearts for the PS3, they had to rip the retail copies of the PS2 game and then remodel the game from that as opposed to using the source code. So there was a, like a lot of extra work that needed to be done as opposed to using like the original files. They had to extract from a retail disc and then work off those. I, I, I get that part, but like when was that? So that was, so Kingdom Hearts 1 came out in 2002, and I want to say the remakes were like 2011, 2013-ish. So, so you don't think that like any of this stuff is digitized at the moment somehow? It or backed be. Or backed up onto some massive like server drive that's in like the CEO's office or something? It, you would hope it is, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these companies just, based on how many companies have been hacked, like that they just keep stuff like offline somewhere. Uh, especially uh, the Hasbro person actually had a good point in the original statement that I didn't include. That was basically like, hey, when companies eat up other companies, sometimes stuff this gets thrown together and someone has to like fish, fish oh, things I, out. Yeah, I get it. But you're, I mean, you're talking about this. You're like, I'm visualizing this being on like three or four like zip drives. Yeah. <laughs> like, like chilling somewhere, like really? Or somebody like flicks a thumb drive at somebody and here you go, here's Transformers. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to see. Yeah, the first game that Hasbro would be talking about is from 2007. So I wouldn't be surprised if like the 2014, 2015, 2020 Transformers games, those are probably backed up digitally somewhere. Okay. But when you're talking now, about like 2007, 2009, does does Activision own Hasbro gaming rights? No, but they own those Transformers games because they developed them. Okay. Um, but they would still need to work out some sort of agreement with Hasbro if they want to re-release and re-profit off those games. Okay. So Hasbro basically is just like, hey, we're okay with it if if someone wants to pay us the licensing cost to like re-release those. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was um, remember the Deadpool game that Activision made? Vaguely. Okay. It, it was a game I reviewed back in the day. Thanks, Dave. Uh, that <laughs> um. Wait, you reviewed games like like with words? Yeah, and like yeah, I, a lot I, of words. People kind of hated that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't read those. I just scrolled to the bottom, look at the score, and then comment. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. That's yeah. why I was always against having a score because you'd write. I would write <laughs> two thousand, three thousand words and be like, I got to put a number on this. Um, Actually, so, I wouldn't comment because we had to sign into something stupid. I would just go to Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that 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 too. I always hated separate sign-ins for comment section i it's why i don't comment on things anymore because i yeah, want you to have yep. like a new account to comment on shit uh but back in uh, the ps3 activision made a deadpool game they lost the license removed them delisted the game from all the stores and then oh yeah, yeah okay halfway through the ps4 era they worked out a deal with marvel and then got to put the game back up on the store so there'd be the same case with these transformer games they just would need to ask Hasbro's permission, pay whatever license fee Hasbro mm-hmm. ha- needs or wants, and then they'd be good to release this again. But it at least shows there's at least... There's no excuse now, you know, for Microsoft or Activision to be like, oh, Hasbro doesn't want it. Hasbro very much is like, please re-release these games. Uh, but this deal still hasn't, like, officially gone through, right? The, like, this hasn't been, like, rubber-stamped, right? Not, not officially, but basically yeah. there's no blockers. No, I mean, I... I know it's going through, but yeah. I assume that when this goes through, like we'll probably have a similar like state of act of blizzard like we did with state of Bethesda. Yeah, within like right? one to three months of the deal closing, yeah. I would imagine 
you do something and then this is when you do the game pass announcement i'm sure right yeah. phil spencer microsoft as soon as they heard this hasbro news they're like put me in contact with hasbro let's let's mm-hmm. pre-work on this agreement because that would be an easy win for game pass to even though some, most of the games are pretty mid for for the transformers games yeah. it's still an, a content but, filler but that's kind of like the point of like the middle tier like are the like the the minutia of game pass Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of the point of it is just to have stuff on there just to be like, oh, I want to mess with that a little bit. And, like, there's always going to be, like, whether it's Netflix, PS Plus, Game Pass, Paramount Plus, any of those stuff, there's always, like, one or two things that draw your attention. And then, you know, there's that mid stuff that's, like, eight through, you know, like, whatever, like, on a scale of one to ten, like, five through eight. And then, yeah. there's, the, then there's the garbage. And, like, this Transformer stuff would fall in that five through eight tier. No, and, and, and perfect filler in terms yeah. of like, hey, you're scrolling through Game Pass and you're like, oh, I know the tr- I know what Transformers are. And when we talk about the Activision games, I just pulled it up. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's like seven or eight games uh, of Transformers games that they could just fill out there. Uh, and then m- maybe it would spark, you know, Hasbro to like go to Activision again and be like, hey, we're not going to stop making movies and cartoons you want to keep making the games uh and then you'd get you know exclusive transformers games basically for for game pass uh but yeah this is kind of cool this is kind of stuff that i want to see happen with this merger is just like bringing back a lot of these old games mm-hmm. if the companies that uh, activision had a lot of licensed things so as long as the, the partners are good for it yeah, uh, that's the part, it. like, I know we've talked about this before, but, like, that's the real part that I'm super interested of. Like, what, you know, what has Activision or Blizzard been making that's 60 or 70 or, you know, 70% done that either got slowed down or got pushed off to the side or, you know, like, what's going to be, and I'm not saying that this was a 60 or 70% completed game, but what's going to be their, like, their hi-fi rush? Like, what's going to be a game that they're going to be green light to finish or to make in you know 12 or 18 months or less that microsoft is like yep we're doing that like that's well, like we're gonna we're gonna finish it neversoft was or whatever they're called what were they uh, vicarious visions yeah uh when they finished the tony hawk remake they were beginning the work on tony hawk's you know tony hawk pro skater 3 remake mm-hmm. and then activision was like hold on stop you're now blizzard there's a chance that you know xbox microsoft phil spencer are going to be like hey you know we know maybe the game had like 10 percent work done but like you guys want to finish it and mm-hmm. they can do that especially if you're talking about like you want to talk about something that would be great to fill content on game pass start remaking those tony hawk games mm-hmm. and pump those out especially you know you know ea is going to bring back skate so there's going to be interest in it and then there's all the marvel games that they worked on uh and some of the obscure first person shooters that they're yeah. working on like I, everybody keeps pointing out like like i've seen on social media the last month or so everybody keeps pointing out like well look what microsoft did to rare like where's banjo kazooie and all that crap you know like I, I keep seeing that stuff and i honestly think at this point in time with the way that microsoft has handled their studio acquisitions if rare wanted to make a banjo kazooie game microsoft would let them so yeah. i think it's very apparent that they don't want to yeah, especially the people that made Banjo Kazooie had left Rare long, mm-hmm. long ago. You know, you're, 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 no one that was on that Banjo Kazooie game is probably at Rare anymore. Right. Therefore, they won't have interest in making another Banjo game. And I really think uh, when they added Banjo and Kazooie to 
uh, Smash Brothers two, three years ago, that was probably a litmus test of like, hey, if enough buzz on this player announcement happens, his character announcement, maybe we go back into it. And I, there probably just wasn't enough buzz that they got from yeah. including just, them like, in Smash. The, the more research I've been doing and the reading on stuff, like I just think that Microsoft has been getting a little bit of a bad rap on how it deals with studios. 100% granted, they haven't released, they haven't been able to release the stuff that they've been purchasing from. Like we haven't, like we, what have we seen? Like Psychonauts 2, we haven't seen Outer Worlds 2. Um, we haven't seen Obsidian's, you know, uh, what's it, uh, Evol- uh, oh. Avowed. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I get, I get all that stuff, but we're not seeing a whole bunch of people saying Microsoft's fucking us. Like we're not seeing that in the last 18, 24 months. Um, therefore I don't expect that to happen with Activision. And I feel like the underlying tones that came out of this when they were, when Bethesda was being interviewed during this Microsoft, um, Activision Blizzard, FTC, CMA crap is that, um, Bethesda's when you really got to asking them about the acquisition and it was our lives are easier yeah except for those emails that leaked that were like right well, please the, get the, your the, messaging but, right but, but the confusion part of it is there but the development yeah. standpoint I think the developers feel like their lives are easier like Pete Hines pretty much came out and said there's no way Starfield would be, would be coming out next month if it, if it had to be on multiple it had to be on three platforms instead of two yeah, well, I think when it comes to, like, Starfield, you're 100% right, mm-hmm. uh, specifically because, like, Phil Spencer basically said that when Redfall came out of, like, we've been very hands-off as much yeah. needed, or we've been hands-on when needed on Starfield, as opposed to Redfall, where they saw that was a trash fire and were like, just just let it be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it but I was also them just being like, hey, Bethesda, this is your your mess that you you wanted, and take care of it. So it's like a double-edged sword when it comes to like how they handle stuff because i'm sure redfall kind of kicked them in the ass a little bit and then that's why they're like okay we're gonna go more hands-on with starfield we're delaying it like two twice and we're gonna get the shit right and that that, that was like a blessing for bethesda because it looks like starfield might be one of the more polished bethesda mm-hmm. games released like ever uh so yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot of developers have a problem working with. Yeah, Xbox. I just I, I've just seen a lot of stuff like as this deal is starting to go through and more interviews and more people are talking about stuff and giving their opinions and they keep pointing back to like Scalebound and look what Microsoft did. Like that was Platinum Games trying to be too many teams. Like that was on the the end. Like Platinum Games released a Transformers game. That I, I believe they released a Ninja Turtles game. They were trying to release Scalebound. Like we definitely started seeing platinum B platinum C platinum D team versus like, this is platinum games. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, and that and was, was kind of happening at the time. same time. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I circling back, I don't even, what's the last thing that platinum did. Bayonetta. I, that okay. Was, yeah. Last year. Right. But that was a, that, you know, they haven't done anything that's been like multi-platform in a while. Right. Um, yeah. I think their last two exclusives were, uh, or their last two games were switch exclusives. I want to, yeah. What was they had another game that like it reviewed okay. Um, oh, I guess Near was also then okay, but that's right? been a while. That's been a while though, right? Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna pull up their list because I'm sure we're missing stuff. Um, I'm not yeah, trying to so, pick oh, on them. No, the Babylon's Fall, Dave, 2022. That game that like they completely shut down like three months later. Yeah, but that's like a but that's kind of my point. It's been like a run of like four yeah. str- four turds, right? Yeah. So like, um, they helped with six Final Fantasy sixteen, but that's just additional work. Go Stu- back, games- go back from Babylon's Fall though. 
Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's like Bayonetta three that got good reviews. Babylon's yeah. Fall, Soul Cresta. They got it was a it was like a schmup. Okay. Um, World of Demons, which is an iOS game, so we'll, we won't skip that. Wonderful One One Remastered. You can't almost count yeah. that because that's a okay. remaster. Astro Chain reviewed well in 2019, I believe, uh, but it didn't set the world on fire. And then Near Autotoma, right, 2017. So not the worst, but there's. But where's like that Ninja Turtle and Transformers games? Or am I am I wrong? That's when you go to 2016. That's probably okay. their worst year. Is okay. That's when they had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Mutants. Damn, in that was a long time ago. So Star Fox. Remember yeah. they made the the bad yep. Star Fox games. <laughs> um transformers devastation is 2015 yeah. legend of Korra 2014 Ugh. uh so they had like a, a two to three year run that so it was but realistically if you pull back you got near and bayonetta in the last 10 years uh um not so you you do have the wonderful 101 which reviewed okay didn't sell well uh but it was a remaster that was 2013 Okay. Uh, and then you have Metal Gear Solid Revengeance in 2013, which reviewed pretty okay. well. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we're in 2023, uh, so I said last 10 years. That's so what I'm saying. Like right that's, on the that's edge. That's why I went as yeah. far as back there. So they okay. started 20, the last 10 years really good, and yeah. they ended the last 10 years really good. Okay. That middle chunk yeah. is where... But that middle chunk is where Scalebound was being made. Yes. That's <laughs> when they stretched themselves too thin, and that's when... I think... Because uh, I feel like Spencer, we saw Scalebound at our last E3... No, no, no. It was already canceled by then. It was the okay. the one Xbox show we attended. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that would have been like 2017? Yeah. So again, right in that middle of that, the, in their mud. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't know. That was definitely a dark like, period. But since I'm just, then... I just feel like sometimes Microsoft gets the blame when it was probably really platinum. Well, the funny thing is, Scalebound gets canceled and then they release Nier Autodomo, which was fucking beloved by yeah. like, a lot of people. So like, because Scalebound ended you got a classic in near like yeah. so it's just like scale died so near can you know we you know walk or uh crawl yeah. wherever that that right, right. metaphor is yeah yeah uh so All right. you, i mean i didn't mean to go down the tangent on that but it's just it's just like a hundred percent like microsoft needs to in the next 18 months like we need to see some some cadence of some software releases yes valid but just because microsoft purchases somebody and they don't immediately start turning out qu high quality product isn't necessarily a fault of the purchaser especially when you look at some of the stuff they've acquired the studios had just released like a game and then they right. were acquired that's kind of why they got acquired yeah so it, it <laughs> kind of leads some stuff up there yeah. but 100 percent hellblade's got to come out outer worlds 2's got to come out avowed's got to come out like these things got to be out soon yeah <laughs> yeah but starfield's gonna be the big test Yep. Uh, for them and, and uh, it's gonna sell well no matter how it reviews like it because it's a bethesda game yeah it's gonna it, it, we're gonna we're gonna see the first microsoft owned game in the last 12 or 18 months or two years that's going to chart on npd and increase game pass subscriptions the month of september it's going yeah, to do both you'll probably see the series s this top hardware that month yep no it's gonna chart like the game mm -hmm. is gonna because people yeah, are just going to buy it for 70 three. bucks yep and then you're also going to see Microsoft announce an increase in Game Pass subscriptions on the heels of Starfield's release. Yep, and then NPD is going to be like, "Hey, the Series S was the best-selling yeah. console for that month, not the." And X, then we're going to then we're going to see something about Series S is like catching on fire or burning, mm -hmm. <laughs> like melting cheese or something. Like shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, the next story I put in for Dave. Uh, so <laughs> EA has said, uh, "How did I put this?" EA gives an update on college football. 
Uh, so was it last year that they announced that they're coming back? For two years, football? I think. Years like ago. as soon as as soon as like nil, the name, image, and likeness thing became a reality, and it actually stuck. They kind of came out and said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna attempt to make college football again." So yeah. Uh, so Andrew Wilson during an earnings call said. Many, if not most of the schools have signed up to be a part of the game and there's an official license for that, but players have not been added and they are working on those licenses right now. Uh, so they said, basically said it's very complicated working with all those governing bodies for the players in order to get their likenesses and names in the game. Uh, it has been about 10 years uh, since the last NCAA <laughs> came out. Uh, last one came out in 2013 and that was NCAA 2014. And they didn't uh, have to player scan. They didn't, yeah. They did not player scan. Yeah, this would be the first time they yes. ever did that because of what you just said, the NIL. Yeah. Uh, when EA first announced college sports was coming back, it caused EA stock to reach an all-time high. So I'm assuming it is very important for them to get the players, but it's not make or break because they didn't have them prior. Uh, this is worth pointing out, though, because, Dave, if you remember about two months ago, uh, there was that report that the, uh, I forget what the, the initials are, uh, for it, uh, the, the college football players association, I believe the CFBPA or something. Uh, they basically were telling players do not sign any deal with EA because the offer is too low. And that's when it was reported that EA basically allocated $5 million to acquire all the player likenesses which equated to like $500 per player, uh, which is why the player association was saying like, hey, don't sign a contract with EA. They need to pay more money, which now this makes sense that Andrew Wilson is like, hey, we've signed everything except the players um, mm -hmm. because it's complicated. I don't know the answer to this though. Like, yeah, I hundred percent, if you're in a video game, like you need to be compensated. Now what that, what that amount of compensation is, like if you're going to give me $500 for me to, however long it takes for you to scan my body, like, okay. Like, I like, yes. Are they going to make tons and millions of dollars off of having all the, the correct player scans? Yeah. But there's like 155, uh athletes on every football team on uh, in all division one football teams and then like like i don't know this is the part of like where nil struggles in general like everybody's like oh well the quarterback's gonna make more money than the offensive lineman yeah no shit he's yeah. the quarterback it's the same thing we're having in the nfl right now <laughs> yeah like running like, backs are now like hey the quarterbacks are getting paid yeah need to get paid so too. i mean i don't know the answer like the person you put on the cover 100 percent should get more of the money than anybody yeah. else in the game like yeah like does every quarterback get a different amount than every wide receiver and every offensive lineman in the game? Like, and then a like, and then you have to you have a freshman in the game that if, like you don't even know if this person's going to be good by the time they're like by the time they become a senior. There's so much dynamic, even if they make it all the way to their senior year. There's so many dynamics of what's going on. I agree with EA in terms of okay, here's a flat fee if you want to be in the game. This is how much we give you. If you don't, you're not in the game. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Is five hundred dollars enough? It's better than zero dollars. Yeah, it, it it they could definitely increase that amount, but at, at a certain point, it's just like where I do think you the, stop though. No, that's what that's what I was gonna yeah. say. It's like where where's the line? Because like five million to allocate to all the players when you're talking about right. the franchise, it's gonna make a billion dollars. That's fucking lowballing. But at a certain point, like I feel like they need to kind of tier, like how they pay people out. Maybe that's what they're trying to figure out right now. It's yeah. just like hey. As you said, like, are you going to have the practice squad? 
like like our, yeah like, well i know, think and I'm not 100% for sure on this, but the NFLPA, NHLPA, NBAPA, MLBPA, like all the players' associations, but the professional teams, they sign an agreement with the the game developer because their yeah. logo is always in the game. Um, the PA logo is always in the game. And I, if I had to assume anything, like if you're a member of the players' association, then you're in the game. Like that's kind of just came Basically. with the contract, yeah. which is why Jordan, most people don't know this, why Michael Jordan wasn't in a lot of NBA games because he wasn't a member of the Players Association. He yeah. wasn't voted. He never voted on collective bargaining agreements. He, he for a long time, he was not a member of the Players Association. Um, but at the same time, that didn't make him excluded from the Players Association rules. It just meant mm-hmm. that he didn't have to do things that the Players Association did. You he become didn't a get man- part of the pension right. that the Players Association has. Not, Not that, he, that needed he needed it, but yeah. it also meant that he didn't have to. He wasn't like obligated to do certain things that are dealt that are collectively bargained through the Players Association. That's why he didn't have to show up for post game interviews if he didn't want to. Yeah, um, I think it actually goes back to like if you go all the way back, it goes back to when he wore red shoes. Like that was a players' association rule or an NBA rule. That, it was an NBA rule that players' association agreed to, but since right. he never agreed to yeah. that rule, he could. It was, break there was it. a bunch of weird stuff, and he wasn't the only player. There was other players for a long time, but then it was different with like in Major League Baseball because when they did like Major League Baseball presents Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball, like Ken Griffey got a certain amount of money for that because his name was on the cover or his name was on the game yeah um you know but for a long time we we saw other games and other sports games come out that didn't have players association licensing and we saw them fail like Mm -hmm. fail miserably um and we continue to see that to this day of any even if it's a great nfl blitz ripoff game if it doesn't have names in it it just fails um i don't think the college thing is as big of a deal as people really think it is because like me at one point in time that was an avid NCAA player I had dynasties that went on for 12 14 16 18 years I was using AI generated names anyways at that point in time because you're done in three or four years yeah so like I don't I don't understand this like yeah I get the the player creator thing and the people went through and did rosters guess what that's gonna happen anyways like it's gonna happen that might happen because like like EA unless they don't allow custom naming yeah, unless they, which could be something that the players' association wants taken out of, like, right. hey, we'll agree to this deal, but there can't be custom created for the people that didn't agree to a deal. And that sucks because if I'm EA, I'm like, okay, what do we do after a player plays our game for four years, four seasons? That, like, but that's when EA is just like, we got to get the next game going because we, this going to be yearly. I know, but a lot of people like, I can finish it. Like, did you ever used to play franchise modes on anything or road to the show? Like, you can finish. You can can take a player to retirement, like in in before the next game comes out. So I'm just saying, like, I could, in theory, I could finish four years of college playing NCAA college in four months. Oh yeah, yeah. but that's when they just like, okay, we only have AI generated players pop up and fill fill things out, uh, just to compensate for it that aren't like people having custom players in there it's just like hey is ai but that's how they got in trouble because Mm -hmm. their their randomizers you know made a player play on university of michigan that was six foot two black and had dreads and wore number 14 and like that's how they got in trouble yeah yeah with the ai generated it just was too convenient that's the route they're gonna end up having to go i don't know what the solution is going to be for college football yes i think the players do need to get paid but i i i would almost wonder like how much do you think like the 
the platoon player on like a baseball team is getting for their likeness being in MLB the show. So I wonder what the college athletes can go off of a basis. Cause $500 does seem pretty low to me. I just don't know. Like I, I would feel like you would have to tier it in terms of like, Hey, the starters get paid this much and the bench people get paid this much. Or maybe you just have the starting lineups be the real people. And then you do everyone else is just an AI generated character. Yeah. I mean, just doing a quick Google search, it actually says generally individual team slash this is for, uh, I did NHL generally individual team slash players don't get paid to appear, but their license gets sold. For example, EA has the rights to use all NFL teams in their games. They pay for that license. How much they pay depends on the deal and more often than not, the numbers are not shared publicly. But then the Players Association is the one that then dish out that check to the players, most likely. Mm -hmm. So EA is not doing a transaction with individuals like they're trying to do for college football. Right now in college football, they're trying to make deals with individual players uh, because it doesn't really sound like there's like a full system in college football in terms of like a college football player association like there is for the EA stuff or for, you know, NFL, NBA, uh, MLB. So it seems like this is kind of like some chaos that EA got into, and it's going to be a hell of a watch to see yeah, all but this Yeah, and then like, like Pro Football Talks says, um, like if you had to guess, like so we know the NFL contract is pretty big, was a pretty big deal, the exclusive contract for EA. Like if you had to take just, just take a guess at like the number, uh, how much money each player gets for Madden. I would say it's probably as low as like $1,000 to $5,000 per player, something 20, like It's 28000 Twenty-eight thousand. So that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah they get they get uh, around twenty-eight thousand for using their name and likeness in a game. Reports pro, pro football talk. Or, you know. Yeah, uh, but when it comes to but this is the problem with college football is like what is that number going to look like? Maybe my thousand to five thousand is the number that they should be looking at. But if the players, especially like when it comes to like sports games. I care more about the pro player names than I do yeah. about like the college player names, especially like I don't watch college football, but Dave, would you say like, you know, on a, on a professional team, you might have like one to 10 marquee players mm-hmm. that like everyone knows. But when it comes to college football, like you can't even say each college team has like a marquee player that like people are excited about. Cause there's so yeah. many damn teams. No, it's yeah. It's, 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 it's hard to, t- okay. So, if I'm doing the math right, it looks like there's like 1,700 NFL players. Yeah. Okay. $28,000 a player. 47,488,000. So that's $47.5 million, right? Yeah. All right. They signed a, I think it was $1.5 billion deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, like, I don't know where the answer is, like 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 you said. And it usually, like in, the, in an NFL game, like, you get everything. Like, I can still play if i wanted to historic team of barry sanders like that you're in the nfl pa you can always do that which was a separate association for like mlb and right NBA. yeah so like those things all exist college is weird because you're in the game potentially you're in the game potentially just for one year like you yeah. could get kicked out of college you could fail you could drop out you could get hurt you could go to the Transfer. nfl you could yeah like there's so many things that could happen like i so I don't know, man. Like this is hard. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a problem EA walked in on because 
there was no expectations for having the players in the game based off previous iterations. Right. And now that like they, they probably thought it was a slam dunk of like, Oh, now we can sign deals. Let's sign deals. And then it's like, Oh shit, this is going to be expensive or a pain in the ass as like, you know, cause you're going to have some players that are just like, why did that, why did the Texas player get yeah. significantly more money than me? It's like, well, cause you play for a school. No one gives a shit about like, it's going to come down to that. Uh, and then like, what if you're a Heisman winner? And you go back to college the next year, like you're going to ask for a significant yeah. more. There's 15,000 players in division one. Yeah, that's wild. It's, it's, I'm just like, but, but like how screwed is EA going to be? Like I said, like if you win the Heisman, like you're, can you win Heisman like your junior year? Sorry. Yes. You can win okay. it as a freshman. You can win it as a okay. freshman. It's, it's happened. Okay. And then you, you can't leave. If you want to go to the NFL, you can't leave until three years after high school graduation. Like yeah. You can't. So. so, so like what if there's a freshman Heisman winner? You know how much money they're gonna ask EA for their yeah. sophomore. They gotta figure out like a flat rate because again, just running the numbers. Yeah, like five hundred dollars a player sucks, but that's seven and a half million dollars. Yeah. Like, what's gonna do better, Madden or NCAA? Like mm-hmm. Madden. Like it's it's it, Madden is going to do better, and should an NFL player the cost to put NFL players in the game be double what it costs to put college players in the game? Yeah. Like yeah. I breaking that number down, five hundred bucks might be relatively fair. Does it sound low? Yeah, but there's fifteen thousand of you. Yeah, <laughs> so. and also like five hundred was the number that was thrown out on average, which yeah. means there are players that were probably being like, "Hey, we'll give you twenty five thousand because we think you're going to be a Heisman finalist yeah. next year." Uh, and then you might have had someone as low as a hundred dollars because they're the third string punter on like another team. Yeah, but circling back to what I said, everybody knew who Jordan was. Everybody who knew who number ninety nine on the Bulls was. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And, and then you know, like people would go into the attribute editor to make those people yep. uh, that much better. Yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, we'll we'll move on for this. Uh, I have a feeling this makes me think this game is like two years away instead of like one yeah. year away. Uh, because God, that's got to be hell. There, there's no way they're scanning everyone. Like it's gonna be like, give us a pic, give us the your best picture, and we'll do our best to AI generate you into the game. Yeah. Because uh, God. Yeah, because this is not like MLB. Like again, the they can go to. I think that they go to the rookie combine. They go to the rookie combine, and then I think they set up camp in like the spring training. <laughs> you know. No, but I think for the most part, they go, if they go to the rookie combine, they get most of what they need now. Mm-hmm. And they like, kind of use that forever. You right. Know? You're not going to want to yeah. put much work in. They a, they a they scan string. Trevor Lawrence once, and then they don't. Then he's in the yeah. league for 12 years. Tom Brady got scanned one time. Yeah, <laughs> so. and then they just tweak from there. Maybe they ask him when he was the cover athlete to come in one more time yeah. and get rescanned. But for the most part, you use the same model and tweak it as needed. But you're not going to ask like the second string quarterback on like a random college team and scan him every year or bother to scan him once period because yeah. it's just like just do the might... 2k face thing and just send it to him yeah no that's what i mean like it's gonna <laughs> yeah. be like hey just send us a picture and we'll we'll do our best to yeah. not like bastardize your face um all right we'll move on to the uh the next story uh before dave gets caught on college football uh so uh final fantasy 14 had their fan fest this past weekend it's why i was in vegas i didn't go but sarah and her friend went and i just kind of Nice. went to vegas uh to hang out 
Um, and there was some decent news. Uh, they did announce like their new expansion coming out in summer 2024. Uh, they announced like what their patch stuff is going to do. It's kind of fascinating to see them be like, okay, so patch 6.5 is going to include this feature. 7.0 is going to include this feature. Because uh, they go in way more detail than, you know, mm-hmm. the normal game would. Uh, but the biggest news came when Yoshi P, the director of the game, brought out Phil Spencer to the stage and phil spencer and him announced that final fantasy 14 is finally coming to the xbox series s and x uh it's coming in spring 2024 and there'll be a beta sometime before that uh and you know they announced that like the free trial would include another expansion pack so it's going to include like the second expansion pack uh but this was big news because phil spencer has for several years has said he wants Final Fantasy XIV, its most popular MMO. He wants it on Xbox. And anytime it would be brought up, Yoshi P or the CEO of Square Enix at the time uh, would say, like, we'll think about it. But they're basically saying, like, there's no player base, you know, for that on Xbox. So it finally happened. Phil Spencer came out on stage. It was a pretty big deal. You know, it was mm-hmm. probably the biggest announcement at, like, a Final Fantasy XIV fan fest, like, ever. Uh, they even brought out the Square Enix CEO, who came out and said that they will be bringing more Square Enix games to Xbox consoles in the future. And then they all, th- all three of them, Yoshi P, the CEO, and Phil Spencer, like, awkwardly shook on it uh, to, like, make it a formal deal. So this is... uh kind of two big things you know this mmo is finally coming to xbox which means like the player base must be at a comfortable level uh for them to want to put the work in and then the idea that square enix ceo said like hey more of our games are going to come to xbox which almost makes it sound like square enix is moving away from like just wanting to be like we make exclusive playstation games and we make exclusive nintendo games like it sounds like they want to kind of which also leads me to believe that they're less likely to be acquired. Yes, yeah, <laughs> um, definitely seems like that. Do you think that there was like some ten-year deal with Final Fantasy fourteen? It's it's possible. I just don't. Part of me I'm doesn't sorry, know. A ten-year deal on Sony. Yeah, yeah, no, no I could yeah. see that, but. At but why time, wouldn't they say that at year five or year six or year that, seven? That's, like, that's like why does Spencer come out and say three years ago, like, I'm actively pursuing this, I'm working on this, versus him saying, especially the the current Phil Spencer, like, that's just not a thing that we can attain right now. Like, he, like he'll have a really nice way of essentially saying, like, that's out of my control. I can't get it on my platform at this current time. Like, he would say something that with, he would say something without saying something, you know? Yeah, and that's where I'm at. Of just like I feel like we would have found out if it was a ten year deal. I think literally it's been him begging Square Enix of like, hey, can you release it? And Square Enix just kind of looking at a player count of like, oh, uh, we can do it now. Because uh, it's but, on PC, right? It's already yes, it's, it's on PC. It, okay, yeah, it's okay, on so. Steam. It's on Square right. Enix's own storefront. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's, it's absolutely. Yeah. Do you think that you'll see? We'll hear anything else between now and twenty twenty spring twenty twenty four about um, a Game Pass lure? like um a free 90 day trial free membership free any of so they already do a free trial that includes the first two expansion packs up to level 60 i'm sure someone in twitch will correct me if i'm wrong why it's there Um, so be careful yeah uh so it's it's gonna that's gonna definitely be like a given there could be like special like minions and stuff like that and like little uh like mounts 
Xbox specific, you will probably be having a Halo Warthog in Final Fantasy right. 14 on Xbox. But do, do you see anything of like Game Pass paying for your subscription? I think that would probably teeter too far, but I can okay. see there being something. I think there's also like, like I, I tweeted this out on the DDG account. I would imagine this deal was made because Square Enix liked where not only Game Pass is going, but the streaming aspect of what Xbox can provide. Because if you have an MMO that's most popular right now, you've probably maxed out your PC base and your your console base. So, and adding just the Xbox player base isn't enough to like do anything. But if you can get streaming, if you can stream this MMO and maintain quality that yeah. opens this up to a whole other player base this- so whatever um xcloud tech that spencer showed him got him to pay attention yes and yeah. i can see this being like hey you can play final fantasy 14 on your phone mm-hmm. streaming through game pass right. like and and i think they did that with fortnite fortnite's not a part of game pass but you can stream fortnite on game pass on the xbox mm-hmm. cloud for free yeah and, and I, it made it made it, it increased their microsoft accounts by like a, a bazillion or something like yeah, that. yeah and like, if they can do this with final fantasy this yeah. is going to be huge because then like square doesn't have to do any work it's just they yeah. hand the source code over to to xbox and then they do their thing so i imagine it is like well they, wasn't it just um just recently um the uh shoot uh rare or not rare, like valorant um they uh league of legends specifically yeah who who what division of like there was a big deal that they signed a huge it was like multiple games oh, uh gosh. riot games yeah yeah riot yeah, yeah. so similar riot yeah. side with xbox that like now with game pass you unlock all the characters in league of legends yeah. and then you unlock i think all the heroes in valorant yeah. or you Sounds get about right. stuff. yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. So it could be something like that to where maybe they get the third expansion with Game Pass. But I really think the streaming is going to be key to that because that's going to open up like not that the UI is going to be the most friendly stream to your phone experience. But for people like you've done, but it sounds like it's translated to a controller pretty well and you could hook a uh, controller up to like a tablet UI on the screen. No, I know. But I'm yeah. just saying you could, you know, like you could turn some of that off. I think the little bit that I played with it, there were certain UI I could just turn off on my screen. Yeah. You, like it wouldn't take square Enix that hard to put a mobile mode yeah. on it to where like, Hey, if you want to do your fishing or your crafting on your yeah. phone, you can do that without having to use all the, the UI. So mm-hmm. this could be huge for square Enix in terms of like expanding that player base. And also just like keeping your very addicted fan base, addicted to the game because then they might be able to play like on the go and there is something to be said of like oh i already have a game pass subscription oh now final fantasy 14 i can play whether they could or couldn't but now it's on game pass's store it's showing up to them as a featured thing like oh wow okay i can play this because i have game pass and not even knowing that they can play it up to level 70 and play the first two expansions for free anyways it's just more of like it's in your face now yeah and it could be a thing where like they again we're not saying that like the game is going to be available on game pass. You will be able to bypass the monthly subscription or buying the game, but it will at least give you access to that game mm-hmm. on game pass, which could be enough for people or the free trial. They'll use a free trial. And then when they hit that level 60 cap or level 70 cap, it's like, cool. Uh, I guess I will subscribe to this game now and get the console version or the, the PC. I've already played 50 hours to get to 70. I might as well invest some money now. Yeah. <laughs> So this is huge. I imagine uh, 
when the CEO, when Phil Spencer came out on stage and then the CEO came out on stage of Square Enix, I just imagine like a pissed off Jim Ryan, especially when the CEO kind of said like, hey, we're going to bring more Square Enix games to Xbox because I feel like that is the bigger story mm-hmm. of this whole thing, of just the idea that they went out and they said like, hey, we're, we're actually going to stop playing like sides at this point whether we we don't know how true that's going to be but it, it, it's a right. good sign do uh, you think like something i know they're two separate companies but with capcom and monster hunter do you think the success of a player count of what we saw with monster hunter and stuff like that like got square enix to sort of pay attention i i think it would have to especially square enix is trying to make multiplayer games and i'm sure at a certain point they're like hey even playstation is making their games multi-platform, you know? Like, right. we, we can't tie ourselves to PlayStation or Nintendo when those platform holders themselves are releasing games on multiple platforms. Like, it just doesn't make sense to hitch our wagon to it, especially Square Enix very much is like, hey, sign an exclusive deal and then get really pissed off that it doesn't sell well. Yeah. You know, even though they were Final Fantasy sixteen sold 3 million copies in one month, big success for Square Enix, I'm sure part of them is just like, damn what if this was streaming and what if this was on multiple platforms like how much better it would have been um especially you know eventually you know like 16 doesn't have the ps4 player base it only has a ps5 player base so they're kind of done yeah like 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 they you the final fantasy 16 the numbers are what the numbers are like i don't expect to see a slow burn or any significant growth if if somebody wanted if somebody wanted to play 16 bad enough in the launch window they went and bought their playstation 5 and bought their 16 game and now they're done like yeah. and like and that, that's you know that is what it is now I, is it I, is it a great number yeah it's a great number would it have been a better number if it was on pc and xbox yes of course and and i think that's you know it took 10 years to get there but i think 14 is at that point where it's like hey you know. we saturated the playstation base and we've saturated the pc base let's add xbox and see if we can get streaming in here too to see if that yeah. can but i'm also i'm also sure that playstation made its money back that they invested to make it exclusive to them also oh 100 like they they yeah. sold the consoles that they wanted to sell yep. and now anything at, after this point is probably just bonus for them so uh pretty big news uh i'm going to be interested to see like this partnership with square enix is going to do and it's just good for you know final fantasy 14 players because this means community might get a little bit bigger uh you know adding you know a new platform uh but the uh next story which is one i think dave we revisit like every couple months uh but this one sounds a little bit more credible but nintendo's next console might be out in 2024 according to video games uh chronicles uh they had multiple sources confirm uh the news that they broke and then they also had other outlets come out and agree with the reporting uh but the reporting saying that nintendo could release their new their next console in the second half of 2024 the console will maintain the ability to be played portably and it will still use cartridges two sources confirmed to vgc that the device will use an lcd screen to keep costs down dropping the oled screen that is currently on them uh, and then the move basically is just to compensate uh, the pricing because it's going to ship with more internal storage because the 32 gigs that the current Switch runs on just isn't enough if they're going to like bump up fidelity and all that stuff. 
according to VGC, key developers are said to already have kits, uh, the important developers. And then uh, the so sources, Nintendo. Yeah, basically <laughs> Nintendo and like Square Enix probably. And Platinum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, backwards, compa- backwards compatibility isn't clear. They haven't had official word on it. Uh, but apparently devs are worried that backwards compatibility will hurt game sales for the new system uh, if people get to take that, like, their old games and play it on the new system. Uh, so that's interesting to see that devs are actually worried uh, about, you know, the huge library on the Switch transferring Well, because they, they can't call it, like, Remastered Plus. I- exactly. Uh, but this, again, this report seems like it's a little bit more credible than we've heard in the past. Uh, but there is definitely take this with a grain of salt sort of no no way no chance i'm sorry no you don't think 2024 i think this is possible next year because next time we we, they would have shown they would have talked about like some feature or something like by either okay so it's august 1st today august 1st 2023 so you're talking about this coming out in 14 months based on based on nintendo's history a switch 2 coming out in 14 months from today and we Mm -hmm. haven't seen an image a leak thing nintendo would have acknowledged it of like you know like there would have been something like nintendo would have said we're working on a new console we're working on a new thing like their history holds like they don't announce and release something within 12 months like we don't hear about it for the first time uh hold on so with that said um trying to get the actual release date of the switch dead ass wrong now watch uh so march 3rd it came out in 2017 uh and the switch was revealed in october 2016 2016 announcement of nintendo and DNA's partnership on no, but it was first revealed October twentieth, okay. twenty sixteen. So October and then released in March. So November, no, December, no, January, February, really March. five months. Yeah, five months. It leaked like crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like announcement to launch was only about five six months. So we're in that window, and this is a leak. Uh, you know, dev kits are out there. October 20 you're saying it came out in March of 2017 yes okay and it was first revealed in October I remember the rooftop thing yeah okay I guess yeah, yeah. Uh, but you were there were like two years of leaks before that and we've technically had leaks but we just haven't had the physical hardware leak yet uh in terms of like the switch pro was real but it got canceled during the pandemic so, like, the idea that, like, it hasn't physically leaked is a little concerning, but we're still in that window that they could announce and then release it. Uh, and they just might have the pressure to do it, especially if the rumors are true that the PS5 Pro will be released in the next year. They probably want to get some hardware out kind of around that time or before that time, just so they don't get caught falling further behind in mm-hmm. power. Not that power means anything to nintendo but it still is kind of a bad look if you're one and you're already playing like one generation behind but then you're gonna be like two and a half generations behind uh, could be concerning for them right dave's in research mode right now because <laughs> like it was called the nx for a little while 
Um, yes, yes. Uh, that was the, the, the code name, but it wasn't officially revealed. Like here's the actual hardware Nintendo holding up hardware, showing hardware until October, 2016. Right. March 17th, 2015, Nintendo announces new gaming hardware platform. Platform, code name. but they didn't code show name NX, but yeah. I'm that, like, that's what I'm saying is that it was a year. So we're in that it, window. It, yeah. It needs to happen in the next 60 days and not 90 days. I think it, it could happen before the end of the year. Um, and then we will see what happens from there. But I think we are in that window. I can see this slipping into like spring 2025, but that's the latest I can see it coming out. Yeah. Just because they're not afraid to miss the holidays like they do with the Switch. Like they, they came yeah, out yeah, in yeah. March. So if it Which falls I think into, it, yeah. into yeah. March 2025, that's reasonable. Yeah, unless it's... I guess maybe I'm remembering because the Wii was such a big change. Like, I yeah. think that they had spent more time marketing it, and the Switch was just like, okay, this is a console you can play in your hand. Yeah, especially like, after like, the failure of the Wii U. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of were just like, hey, get the idea. This is the Wii U, but like... Yeah, I guess that's wanted. the other thing is that they felt probably rushed post-Wii U, and I feel like they're not rushed now. So Especially if it's going to be similar style hardware or something you can dock. Right. I don't think that'll need much explaining. The backwards compatibility stuff does worry me though because I like It will be. It'll if, if I think so. It it it's just it'll be the it'll it it'll be like they did with the DS and 3DS where like it had that little flag on it. Mhm. Where you couldn't put a um Switch Pro game, Switch 2 in a Switch 1. Yeah, yeah, like, they'll they'll, they'll so, notch uh to yeah. to block that out. And it probably won't boost performance because if I'm not mistaken, I don't believe GameCube games were boosted when you put them in right. the Wii. Yeah. Uh, so I when think Nintendo doesn't know how to boost anything. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's just going to be like, hey, here's that game, and despite this hardware having more RAM and more processing power, it's still going to run it's the just, same. Was Breath of the Wild was a, like a launch window, right? Like for Switch, wasn't it? I think launch. Yeah, so the reason why I just no no it was it was launch window because yeah. Odyssey was the big game, right? But it was like I unless somehow they they're gonna pull another Zelda game out of unless like that's part of the reason why Tears of the Kingdom is like it is and like you know like where they kind of reconstructed the same map while they were working on something else. I think that's most yeah. likely the case. Like I there there's already reports that like they are working on like Odyssey two or something. Like yeah. proper 3D Mario, well, which I know, is like, why yeah, we have yeah, multiple 2D Marios, right? Right, now. and I, and I, but I think that when you launch, when Nintendo launches a console within the first year, I think you need both Mario and the Zelda. Now, yeah, that could that could be as simple as Wind Waker remastered on the Switch Pro, like, mm-hmm. and, and and then hey, we're working on a new iteration. Here's the know, Majora which, Mask remake that yeah. people have been wanting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you? Uh, one thing I think is a mistake though is I'm still the, standing on it's not coming out in 2024 though. But I I. I I feel confident it will be 2024, but I, if it drops a spring 2025, I'm not going to be surprised. I don't think it's going to go beyond 2025, though. No, no, no. It's not going to be 2026. That'd be crazy. I do think it's kind of dumb that they go from an OLED to an LCD. That just seems like something. Backwards. Yeah. yeah. But that's what Nintendo does. Unless yeah. it's gonna, And the only thing I can think of is it's going to introduce more touch control. I don't. I don't think that would matter too much. But no, I'm like, just saying, like, they, yeah. you know. But but it it switching from connected to your Switch One, and it's a Switch DS. 
the, the idea that the OLED <laughs> is so nice and then to go drop back down to an LCD is just like a complete bummer. Well, because in three years they're going to sell you the OLED. No, exactly. That's what's going to yep. happen. And that's going to be a fucking bummer when it does happen. Yep. Oh, we got uh, an OLED screen and a better battery. But the battery is negated by the OLED, so the battery life's the same. But it's a better I, battery. I do like the idea that these companies still act like storage is really expensive. Yeah. And the idea that, like, yeah, we're going to go from an OLED to an LCD because we're going to bump up the storage. Especially when Sony came out this week and said, oh, by the way, our new firmware will support 8 terabyte. And it fits in. It's like the like the length of my index finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Like... The idea that they're like, hey, and you know Nintendo isn't going to go from 32 gig to, like, a terabyte. They're going to go from, like, 32 gigs to, like, 132 64 gigs. or 128. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to go, like, double. And it's going to be like... Circling back. You can plug a zip drive into this one now. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo would find a way to, to, to make it weird. That's when they, they get Sony to make stupid memory cards that are overpriced. and why no, Xbox, Vita Xbox has that now. <laughs> yeah, Xbox does have that now. So yeah, they, they, can, go, they can go that route. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Dave, we'll, we, we can do a gentleman's bet for, for the holiday 2024. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, uh, I'm glad it's going to still use cartridges. The backwards compatibility thing, I hope, is there. Uh, and the fact that it's going to be, like, this is going to be the most boring Nintendo console leap if it is just a Switch 2, yeah. but I'm fine with that. Yep. Uh, just making their games and their franchises just look look better and run better. It's fine. Yep, that, that's, a, that's so. all anyone could want. And then if it means, like, third-party ones can run just a little bit better, too, that's great. Mm-hmm. Because uh, damn, do I uh, I get bummed out still when I grab a game on a Switch. Put, we can put Destiny 1 on the Switch. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh, God. They, if they do that. They, uh, they... That's the first thing that popped in my head. Like, I'm just thinking yeah. about a game that's like 10 years old. Like, yeah. Just like, the... like, 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 they just did it. Like, oh, we're doing the Arkham Trilogy on Switch. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like... That, that's actually what uh, Bungie's been working with NetEase on. <laughs> is Destiny 1. Redone, not, remastered. Not Destiny Two, Destiny yeah. One. Yeah. On the Switch. Uh, but that's all, all right. we got for for news. I'm sure something big will break tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, like, yeah. Damn. All right. So as of now, nothing has been delayed that we're aware of. Um. So what we're playing and watching. I'm assuming you're playing is probably very narrow because of Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. So you, you, you can um, go ahead. Watching. Have you watched Twisted Metal? No, I do want to watch it this week, and I think we okay. might do a spoiler cast if you. Okay. Got well, I'm like I'm like four episodes in, four four yeah. or five in. Um, I've I have almost no recollection of playing any or remember anything that happened in any Twisted Metal games. I Good. know who Sweet Tooth is because he's Sweet Tooth. Um, I'm actually pretty impressed with the show. <laughs> Everyone is, and yeah. I was so surprised when I was in Vegas and I was reading yeah. reviews, and they're like, "This is really fucking good." I'm just yeah. like. What? I'm actually even more impressed with the show because like the trailer didn't didn't do it any justice. Like so, um, Angela is for the most part enjoying it. She likes you know she really liked one episode more than the other ones. Um, you know, full disclosure, it, it's 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 got some gore in it, <laughs> some some pretty good gore in it, which kind of bothers her. It's got enough of like her pulling her T-shirt up when she's watching, like hey, tell me when it's over. Uh, so, um, but I you know it, it's Anthony Mackie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. He's like in in terms of what he's doing and the I I, I guess I want to say the writing and and the dialogue between the characters is is really good. 
Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually impressed. To, yeah, to to watching this as I was gonna watch it ironically. Now I'm like, oh, I actually kind of want to sit down yeah. and watch it. So like, I, I'm kind of to the point where like I was watching an episode. I'm like, I want to see another one because I think there's ten episodes and they're like 25 or 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, cause I actually want to see what happens next. So it's, it's pretty interesting. So I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by it. Um, because everything was stacking up of like, they were just rushing this out. And now I feel like this might possibly get a second season, like in terms of the chatter I've heard around it. Do you, I still think there's a chance that Sony, because they weren't really promoting the show and it kind of seemed like the trailer sucked that this might end up getting until dawned in terms of like, remember the order 1886 sucked so mm-hmm. bad that until dawn was coming out later that year. And Sony's like not promoting until dawn. Yeah. And then it took several months for people talking really well about until dawn for anyone to notice that until dawn was like a really good fucking game. I, I worry about see Twisted this. Metal. I could see this in like 90 days showing up on another service possibly or getting released like as a play as like a ps plus uh tier or like reward of like hey you get a 90 day thing to peacock or something then you would have to hope that like like if it does pop up on another service that it's not permanently tied to peacock because peacock is like i think dead last in streaming services yeah uh like people really only have peacock to watch wrestling like and watch like sports like i think something like football is on there yeah yeah, so like peacock isn't really known for non-sports stuff yeah i guess we could the only other thing you could see is you could see a heavy push for it during those nfl games like to your point of like hey we found out that this show is really good it's critically acclaimed and we feel like only x amount of percentage of our users watched it so now more people got to know about it you know yeah like Um, uh SummerSlam is this weekend yeah i expect there to be like half a dozen commercials for this if they're confident in this because like the wrestling audience would probably fucking dig right because my my understanding uh, my base understanding of this is this is not this is a television show that's called twisted metal like that's it yeah basically yeah yeah like you don't need to have any other knowledge about and that was the thing i was saying beforehand because i did hear people complain that it doesn't stay true to the game and to those people i'm like the game story isn't anything to fucking hold with prestige right it's like it's I mean, a car game that go boom. I, I follow like, him on Twitter periodically. I look at his stuff, but like even Jaffe's saying it's great, and Jaffe's the one that was behind Twisted Metal. So yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that that was that was a pleasant surprise. Um, and I today I played for a little while. Uh, came on Plus today, so I played PGA Two K Twenty Three, the golf game that looks really good. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of you know kind of impressed with that. Um. I downloaded the Sea of Stars demo. So Sea of Stars, I briefly talked about last week, is a uh, game from Sabotage, the company that did um, The Messenger, which was like a Ninja Gaiden 2D thing that had a big, you know, a little bit of a twist in it. It was really, gave it awards um, at when I saw it at E3 years ago. Uh, I was I really liked it. I never finished it. I actually need to go back and play it. Play The Messenger and playing this um, made me kind of want to do that. But this is uh, an old school, like, you know rpg like where your party kind of follows you in that little line like three people are, are in your party and they're following you um it kind of uses a little bit of traversal where you can like walk up to a ledge and climb it or walk up to a ledge and climb down and you know a little bit of a puzzle mechanic the demo was pretty short um the combat is very seems to be very simple although it does have some additional layers to it um 
but uh just the the puzzle mechanic was nice and the you know the dialogue was you know was good and funny and witty like it like sabotage games or like, like the messenger has been so um it's this is coming to game pass and it's coming to the higher ps plus tiers premium and extra is that what they're called extra and premium essential um, extra premium yes yeah so um but the demos on PlayStation, uh, I'm, I played it on PlayStation. I'm not sure if it's available on Xbox or PC at the moment, um, but you should definitely check it out. I think it took me like 45 minutes, maybe an hour, but uh, I really like that. Uh, that was that was fun. I'm looking forward to that. It comes out at the end of August. Is that um, the that is the game that's coming to Game Pass and PlayStation Premium, right? It's yes. the first indie yep. that. Okay. Yep. Sorry, you might have already said that, but I was like yeah. literally googling it. Yep, as you're good. Yeah, and so um, it's just that's the part of the higher tiers of ps plus that i don't like because um dysfunction there's a game that a friend of mine's playing uh dysfunctional dysfunction dismantle dismantle yeah and i he's like oh i downloaded it on plus and i went to download it and i didn't have it for free and it's like upgrade i'm like ugh. so then i started kind of looking through the ps plus tab and i got a little annoyed because almost everything they're showing is part of premium or extra yeah <laughs> like, it... <laughs> Yeah, I mean it, it's weird. I, I I have premium accidentally and I still hate it because like yeah. premiums like the ignored tier. Where, like I think the Twisted Metal games came to. Yeah, to, well, it's it's premium. it's it. The, my perception of what I've seen is that everything's on premium and extra. There's I haven't seen yeah, anything yeah. that no, says just extra outside of the. Three no, no, no. But I haven't seen anything that just says just extra. Now it might not be on the store for you to download it because it's all cloud or whatever. But looking on the store, it's either essential or premium and extra combined there i haven't yeah, seen because extra all the stuff in extra is in premium premium just has a few extra titles yeah uh, which are the classic games that they they don't fucking yeah. pay attention to so um that was just a little annoying so um and then i somehow this like this week i didn't like i came across a game atlas fallen which is like a another like rpg it comes out at the end of uh it comes out like next week um it looks like it's like a uh the combat looks very interesting and you're kind of like surfing on the sand and fighting a bunch of things and mm-hmm. and you know it kind of gave me a little bit of a dark siders old school god of war hack and slash vibe to it um yeah it's and, from focus home they they make those good like double a yeah experiences um and it it's 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 a two-player co-op game it supports crossplay, um okay. and it's ten dollars cheaper on pc <laughs> is it is it related to Lords of the Fallen? I, I have no idea. So, <laughs> I'm gonna look it, it just, up because like Focus Home has a game called Lords of the Fallen. Yeah, it just looked kind of. I don't know if I if I came across a trailer today. I don't remember like what I came across of it, how I saw it, and I started watching some other things on it and checking out some stuff and looking to see if there was a demo or something. But um, I didn't come across anything because mm-hmm. it kind of like as I've been looking, um, I don't think that I'm gonna. I, I don't think I'm going to dabble into Diablo right now because um, with um, Atlas Fallen, which I might pick up, and then Immortals coming out in the middle of August and Sea of Stars, um, that'll kind of get me through you know, the next couple of weeks. So that's kind of where I'm at with those. Um, so that was pretty interesting. But that's for the most part like what I played and watched. So uh, Yeah, for me, um, pretty much nothing. Uh, I will be trying to review two games next week. Uh, but I was in Vegas the last four or five days. So just, uh, why Sarah and her friend, uh, Myra were at FanFest. I was just kind of like chilling around the hotel. I did go video game hunting at one point, hit up, uh, retro city games. 
which is like south of the Vegas Strip, uh, like past the airport. Uh, and then kind of looked around there. It's a very beautiful video game store. There's a lot of like expensive stuff. Uh, but I was going specifically for PS3 games. As everyone knows, I've been just hunting like obscure PS3 games. Didn't find anything crazy. Uh, I did find a game, um, Rock the Dead or something, which is a, a, a rhythm game starring Neil Patrick Harris. And you, okay. And where you fight zombies using like a rock band guitar, like the actual guitar okay. uh plastic instrument uh so i picked that up because i i vaguely remember it but i didn't know neil patrick harris was attached to it it just seemed like an obscure game that i'm like you know what when am i gonna see this game in the wild because it looks like it did not sell well so there's not a lot of copies floating around so i ended up picking that up i picked up like legends of wrestlemania and then i picked up the high velocity bowling which is a game i own digitally but i didn't know they put a physical disc out for that game so i ended okay. up picking that up uh but yeah mostly just losing uh like $200 at a at that casino uh was kind of my limit of just like i'm not going to throw more money away uh so just uh, enjoying the the extreme heat that is vegas in <laughs> the summer and i did go to a the Final Fantasy fourteen concert. Uh, there was a symphony. That uh, had been cool. Yeah, that was cool. I went to a Final Fantasy concert uh, a year ago. Uh, that was all the games. This one was just fourteen based, uh, but it was pretty cool. Like, um, since it, Fan Fest was in town, like they had all the singers from the game there. They had the composer Sokin. They had Yoshi P, the director. Uh, so they were all on stage and stuff. And it's funny as someone who only vaguely is familiar with Final Fantasy fourteen. It is kind of funny when like certain songs would hit and then everyone in the crowd would just start crying mm -hmm. like after a song. And then I'm just sitting there just like, oh, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I thought you guys liked this music. Like, why are you guys crying? Like, like just having no emotional attachment to it and just be like, this is a really good song. And then looking around and just seeing everyone just yeah in tears I've, I've never been to anything in person um but i've watched on twitch or youtube like orchestra for like legend of zelda orchestra for like destiny game like like and that stuff is kind of cool just to to see like how it's played you know even though mm -hmm. it gets digitized into the game typically but just you know it's just things you don't really think about um yeah i i, I liked watching some of the orchestra people because you had like some old people that you know they're just like professional musicians that you know mm -hmm. they took a gig you got a and, 75 year old man on a violin going ham yeah <laughs> yeah and, and they're going crazy playing their and hearts he's out. probably never knows where his music goes probably can't even <laughs> pronounce the characters names yep. <laughs> that are but, but behind him is like a projector with like video game stuff on screen yeah uh so just seeing that is good or, or was fun uh and again like seeing people like just breaking down in tears as soon as they heard the first note of a song like i just me being like oh what am i in store for because this whole yeah. crowd just groaned at the same time <laughs> in like a good way uh so that watching that was good uh it was fun uh and that was pretty much it like yesterday i was in an airport all day we didn't get home till like 11 30 last night uh cool. so it was, uh, it was kind of exhausting uh and i gotta go back to work tomorrow <laughs> all right uh we did get a couple questions so we'll kind of run through these questions really quick so sarah writes in uh what was your best and worst experience at a convection at a convection at a convention the best part of final fantasy uh 14 fan fest was seeing the 
Primals Live, but I also got sick since apparently there was a super spreader at the event and no one was wearing masks. Yeah, I didn't get sick, luckily, but I wasn't at the event. <laughs> uh, what do you got, I want to say... I haven't really been to convent, uh, conventions. Um, e three is a convention now, so that counts, right? Like, I, if you want to say the coolest thing that I think I did was probably the first time I was at E three and I got to go to like I think it was Call of Duty Black Ops three separate event, and that wasn't even um, like a that was you guys. I, I had I left right after the Sony press conference. Um, yeah. And nobody else was able to go, but just because, like, I think other, two others had to do another thing right after the press conference, or, or like history held that they were going to do this. And I was, you know, I was kind of the shooter person at that time, and that was like E three hadn't even like officially started. Like we had done a little bit of stuff on Saturday or Sunday, or we'd done press conferences on Sunday, and that was Monday, and that was like my first time there of like getting my ID checked and like, okay, oh yeah, you're on the list, go up here and like trying to figure out where I was. And then I was, it was in a bar or in like at a restaurant Mm -hmm. and it was just like, they're like, yep. And I was like, I was, I felt like I was so confused. So it was just like your first experience of like, yeah, you could just take whatever you want. I'm like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I I never got over that. I still, anytime something was offered, even if it was like a drink, I'd still be like, I'm confused. Yeah. I'm like, I'm okay. And the guy's like, the guy's like, no, please take this. He's like, I don't want to look at this the rest of the day. Like, take this, please. And I was just like, um, so that, that was, that was kind of cool. Um, and that's where I, you know, started like meeting some of the PR handlers and, and realizing like they were truly there for us. Like, and, and that was the thing is like. I was always told, like, don't ask for anything and don't, you know, like, you know, don't, you know, overextend or whatever. Like, don't, don't even take a water. So, yeah. And so, and now they're like, no, here, like, and he's like, you know, one guy's like, what color is your wristband? I'm like, oh, it's this color. I got to wait till this. He's like, no, come here. And I'm like, no, I'm, this is my wristband. He's like, no, I'm in charge. Get over here. (laughs) I I loved when that happens. Uh, Yeah. uh, James Stevenson from Insomniac did that for me one year. He's like, you didn't see Spider Man yet? come with me and then he ended up like he's, taking me he's by still the a hand. great he's still a yeah. great fan of mine a great friend of mine to this day uh his name is neil he's the head of us of, of a third-party pr company and anytime i'd run into him he's like hey like what do you need and i'm like nothing he's like no 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 like come on what do you need and i'll be like well i didn't get to do this and he's like all right come here i'm like no i got he's like no come here now and i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was probably the coolest part for me so um <sighs> I don't really know worst experience. I know um, Dave's like trying to like walk a fine line, but even then, I can't really think of like anything. Yeah, terrible. nothing. Yeah, nothing like ever awful happened. I mean, there's been things that I've been to that I was excited for and I was disappointed with. Um, I don't want to dig on them, but like, I always was kind of disappointed by the mix events. Um, so the mix event was always good. I th- I loved all the PlayStation stuff that happened, but there was one year where I think me and Dave we we finally got access to the PlayStation stuff, and there was like nothing playable yeah like it was just like hey here's a trailer you saw yesterday and i was like okay yeah so um yeah but i i i've been to like a detroit comic-con and like and compared to going to e3 like that was like dull and boring um i would love to go to like new york city comic-con i would love to go to a pax whether it's in boston or seattle but it's more or less like i want to go or i want to go to san diego comic-con because i think those are cool and more or less i want to go to seattle san diego and boston <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I loved my PAX experience. Only did once, but yeah. I kept myself very busy with appointments. Yeah. Uh, but like best experience, like uh, like at conventions, would probably be E three related. But it's just like those random interactions you had. Like I, I remember one point, um, 
I talked to Ted Price like when he mm-hmm. was like in front of like the Spider-Man displays like outside at that one outdoor event we went to. Yeah. Um, the one time me and Josh went to see Spyro and Crash Bandicoot in like a hotel room. That was like my first hotel, maybe my second hotel experience uh, in terms of like, hey, we didn't have the show floor to show up to this hotel and then this hotel room. And it's just like, this is weird. And then you go mm-hmm. in there and it's like fully decked out and it's like here's displays and kiosks and here's like all this crazy stuff uh in here um i remember uh meeting uh pete hines from bethesda Mm -hmm. uh like just those random interactions are cool uh i remember and those happen when you're standing in line to get a beer no yeah Yeah. my my favorite (laughs) one is um i remember i was gonna go see titanfall one i think and i stood next to this guy who just looked he was just smirking and smiling arms crossed looking at people play titan fall one and i'm just like oh are you excited to play the game and then he looked at me and his badge just said vince sampella who's the head of like <laughs> respawn and i'm just like you're excited to see people play the game and then just sh- shot the shit from him a couple times yeah. uh ubisoft uh, always went huge uh especially for their independent events or not independent but like their separate events yeah um, i love their offsite stuff their yeah stuff when i went to really nice. when i got to go play far cry 5 i landed in san francisco and i was in an uber for an hour and 10 minutes from the airport um mm-hmm. and i was at a barn yeah like they tried to like take you to like montana <laughs> like, yeah yeah that <laughs> stuff was always cool especially when they would do stuff like around e3 too yeah, uh, like they're when they would take over that movie that that like old timey theater. Yeah, that stuff's cool. The Division Two, I still have pictures from that. I was in it was in a a previously it was it used to be a bank in San Francisco that was like the bank closed, but it still like looked like a a very formal like building. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like and then during the event, like we went to have lunch, and as they were showing us like end game content of what happened in the Division Two as a major plot point in the game like the the whole upstairs changed while we were eating lunch yeah <laughs> so. uh in in terms of worst events like i i or worst experiences i don't think i've ever had like a terrible experience i i didn't have full control of what i was doing like my first e3 and my second e3 that was probably yeah. kind of not great uh but as i got more used to it i took a little bit more control of what i would do and then had a lot more fun uh but Mm -hmm. like never really had like a terrible e3 experience outside of people not being able to pick um restaurants and eating denny's like two or three times and then people getting food poisoning from denny's i believe dave (laughs) remembers that time (laughs) or is like i think we went to denny's like three times in a row and like food poisoning did happen don't eat at the same denny's three (laughs) times in a row um Especially yeah. if you have five people sharing a bathroom. Don't do not do that. Don't go to Denny's and share a bathroom with five or six people. Um. All right. So Angela sent a question in today as well. Uh, in, in the spirit of the MLB trade deadline that was today, what trades do you think was the best one for your that your teams ever did? Uh, you are more of a basketball White Sox or Bulls White Sox fan, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, um, so. My teams don't do trade deadline moves. <laughs> um, I'm sp- I specifically was looking at like trade deadline stuff, not like uh-huh. overall trades. Um, and the only trade deadline stuff that popped to me is kind of a boring one, but it was important. Is uh, Jeff Bloom, who or Blum? Uh, they picked him up at the trade deadline, the World Series year, and he ended up hitting a game winner in like extra innings. 
during that World Series, so he was probably the most important trade the White Sox has ever made at the trade deadline. Uh, but there are fun ones, like when they traded for Ken Griffey Jr. for no fucking reason, and I got mm-hmm. to see him in the White Sox uniform, even though it was like the old Ken Griffey late. Jr. <laughs> yeah, but it was still great uh, yeah. to to see that. Um, and honestly, the Bulls don't really make big trades either. Like. Like it sucks. Like the Jerry Reinsdorf owns both teams, so it basically just like destroys our chances of signing mm-hmm. free agents and then also making quality trades. Uh, so I mostly see I'm used to seeing my favorite players get traded away for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I got to check on Tim Anderson right now. Did he get fucking no. traded? Okay, no. Okay, good, it was it was good. it was at uh, 5 p.m. your time. So okay, it it, it changed at 5 p.m. your time today. Um, so yeah, like the the most um. So going back a couple of years, uh, Red Wings uh, when they traded, well, I think the, this is good. The, he, Michael might know this. I might heard a little bit, but when they got Chris Chelios, okay, yeah, <laughs> which, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I believe came from the Blackhawks, um, in in hockey at, at that time, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, that was in terms of a trade deadline thing. Um, like that was one, and then the Pistons getting Rasheed Wallace. Um, yeah, that when was they went, yeah. when they went on their championship their championship run. That was he the didn't... biggest trade deadline. Was he there for both championships or just the first, the second one? Uh, they only won one. With oh, the, I thought they did um, two. The going to work Pistons only won one oh, in okay, the, okay. like two thousand four or five. But they made the I'm, finals. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals like five straight years. Okay. okay. So, um, yeah. So that those are the biggest ones. What I think is the biggest trade that's happened in my lifetime in Detroit sports is when the Tigers acquired Miguel Cabrera, but that was in the off season. So yeah. Um. So those are some of the, the the biggest ones that stick out to me. Um, and then Anthony Allen asks maybe the most heavy question that we've ever gotten from a video game standpoint is where do you see the industry if you had to look forward 20, 30, 40 years out from now? Um, this is a very hard question to answer. I think Michael and I were briefly talking about this before we ordered or ordered recorded. Um, like this is really, really hard. Uh, I fully think it like I guess the, the first thing that comes to mind is like this will be a hundred percent cloud integrated. Yeah. I, I don't think we'll have consoles in 20 years. I don't think we're going to have consoles past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be I, like playing it on our, on my phone, on my watch. We might be full <laughs> into Google glass. Yeah. Uh, yeah like my, my watch Apple might be like, a per, like it might be like a projector that projects like an image onto my glasses or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if we look at like, he says 20, 30, 40 years, we won't go one by one, but in 40 years, uh nintendo still around 100 percent. i would say 75 percent chance playstation still around and mm. i would say 10 percent chance xbox is still around uh yeah not i don't that think microsoft maybe xbox be won't be around microsoft will be around but it'll like yeah. it'll be something else it, it'll be like, renamed and it won't be what we think of it now but i think yeah. there's a good chance playstation will be around but i think nintendo 100 percent stands the test of time it is a dc comics it's a superman it's a mario yeah. you know mario's up there uh, but every everything will be whatever the apps are right now. Like everything would be whatever the apps are. Yeah, I still think we're gonna have AAA games. Like those yeah. aren't gonna go away. It's just gonna be how we interact with them is gonna completely change mm-hmm. uh, f- from that. Uh, but yeah, uh, PlayStation I, again. I would put PlayStation one hundred percent, but I just I just don't know because I don't know if they have any characters that I look at now that I'm like these will stand the test of time, like Zelda link mm-hmm. mario uh to a yeah i'm, I'm, Kirby I'm almost confident that i could like there'll be a, a, a there'll be a zelda game in 2060 
No, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. You know, just like and how there'll be a Mario game in 2060. Is there going to be an Uncharted? Uh. Yeah. Are there going to be a Last <laughs> of Us? No. Uh, you know, like, like we we found out, like, hey, Master Chief isn't as iconic as we yep. once thought he was in a matter of like 20 years. So we've, mm-hmm. He's not irrelevant, but feels like he's close to. Yeah. It. It's just it's just so hard to say that because his first one where he says 20 years, like, the iPhone isn't even 20 years old. No, no, that came out in 07, 07? 06? 07, yeah. yes, yeah. So, like, that's the thing. Oh, is like the, Yeah, the iPhone's not even 20 years old, and a phone, the way that, like, stuff is done, like, I get annoyed when I have to go to a computer now to do something that I can't do on my phone. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and, but, like, when I graduated high school, like, I had a pager. <laughs> do, you, do you think PlayStation doesn't have any character brand right now that could test like you would see in 40 years right or you're confident would be around in like 40 years do you consider spider-man a playstation character no because he's okay. been around yeah. before that right and same thing with xbox i don't think xbox has one either like, no i don't think they have one yet but will there be something that comes out in the next five years that could potentially be around in the next 40 years yeah same thing with playstation like both of them yeah. could achieve yeah both it. but yep. i'm saying as of today do you think PlayStation or Xbox has something that can stand a test of time? And I don't. I don't see it. Ratchet. Maybe. <sighs> Maybe I would say if they put the effort into it, and mm-hmm. like Ratchet was really big in the PS2 era, kind of okay in the PS3 era, forgotten during the PS4 era. So like it would mm-hmm. be up to PlayStation to be consistent, even if that means annoying people. This is like when we get like six Mario games in a year. Mm-hmm. Like they would have to be committed to to doing that, and I just don't don't see that happening uh but yeah uh but yeah uh i think this is put in the uh facebook uh group so if anyone wants to add to where they think the industry is going do that in a facebook group or discord <laughs> this curious to see where people think about like me saying playstation has a lesser chance of being around yeah because it's I, I think it's been 10 years and people are like i would never buy a game digitally like who would do that yeah and now most of us are just like eh, i'll, I'll buy it even josh even, Even Josh, Josh Langford. Yep. And I'm reverting where I'm trying to get yeah. my, my hard copies of these PS3 games. So. Might start buying Blu-rays again. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that is our show for this week. Uh, you can follow us on our socials. Uh, I am not going to say X or Twitter. So you can just follow us at Digital Days Pod. You can follow Michael at the first MJC. You can follow myself at Good Dave Hunt. Facebook group, Discord server, Patreon are all linked in the show notes. And um, yeah. I hope everyone uh, has a great week. Is having a great summer as we're getting. I know some people that might be listening to this. Kids might be going back to school in the next ten to twelve days. So, uh-huh. good luck with that. And yeah, <laughs> kids going back to school, not them. Uh-huh. <laughs> they got to deal with that shit. Yeah. So uh, my cat, you know. uneducated as fuck. No, I can tell that when he jumps on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. So I hope everyone has a great week. Keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. <laughs>